Welcome to the Home Inspector Marketing Podcast. Because you're a home inspector looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line, you are in the right place. For additional training resources on how you can grow your home inspection business, go to microreturns.com right now. And now, here's the podcast. Hi, this is Mike Crow, and I run a home inspection business. In fact, I've run a couple of home inspection businesses. The true joy for me, though, has been helping literally thousands of home inspectors build really solid home inspection businesses as well. We can help a single man operation be able to do over $300,000 a year, maybe all the way up to $400,000 a year as a single inspector operation. Even better for me is the 80 plus companies that we have helped be able to build million dollar home inspection businesses. I would like to help you be able to do the same thing. We're back with the second half of the wraparound podcast that Mike was a guest on. If you missed the first half, check out last week's episode. So, uh, but going back to marketing and, and kind of outsourcing some of this work, would you say that with the real estate market kind of the way it is, and, and, and people are freaking out about it right now, yeah. um, what are some of the opportunities that you could see for implementing new things right now with some of the increasing free time that some inspectors might have? You know, and this is this is part of it. I've been at this since 1985, right? Okay, I wasn't uh, even alive yet. Yeah, by the well, way. thank you yeah. so much for making me feel young. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, uh, it was it was it was quite a game. And here's the challenge with the guys that have been in the market for let's say less than 10 years, especially less than five years. They don't know what a challenging market's like. No, it's been so consistent for so long here. Right. It's been so consistent for so long. And then along came COVID, right? And everything crashed. But then everything got even more abnormal. But on, the, on the upside. Yeah, right? yeah. And I tell people, I don't even count the last two years. My numbers right now, I'm comparing to 2019, because the numbers in 2020 and 2021 are not are not real numbers. What, what was your best inspector's number last year? I don't understand. Uh, well, like, how many did he do? Like, uh, my inspectors, I, I have like 15 to 20 inspectors. So. Oh, got it. Okay, got it. So, you no. know, I mean, my best inspector, I, I don't know, he made over 100000 last year. That was his paycheck. That's great. Okay. We have one inspector that probably does about $250,000 worth of inspections. Sure. Now, he's a go-getter, and man, I wish I had five of him, right? Right, right, right. Uh, but, I mean, the average inspector should do around 400 inspections a year. If you're a single-man operation... And unless you're kind of like retired, unless you don't want to be, you should be doing about 400 inspections a year. That's what I did last year. I did about okay. 410 or so. Um, and that was on a team. Yep. But uh, it was what what blew my mind was that I could have done yet more. Right. Had people not been waiving inspections. Well, like and, crazy. Yeah. And and so here's the thing is, I mean, me and my dad started this business back in 85. Our, my dad was our first inspector. We were doing inspections. Think about this before licensing in any state. Right, which is fairly recent. And Texas was the first state to have licensing. My dad's license number, 28. That's crazy, okay. Whoever whoever decided to number them in real order, thank God, okay? Now, I was was talking with Pam Pibus about this. Um, I think it was with Pam, but it it blows my mind that uh, the states where you would think that they would be more heavily regulated are not. And the states that you would think would be more deregulated have heavier regulations, at least when it comes to uh, licensing for tradespeople. Well, so I mean, what, what, what can you give me like an explanation for that? Like, I mean, I, I cause I really don't know. I, I and, and I'm going to be more blunt. I don't care. 
Sure. Okay. okay? So here's the thing I, I know is, and I don't care. I, I, look, I vote, but I don't care who's in office. Right. Okay. okay. I have a business to run. Do, Regardless. And, yeah. and by the way, I help support, you know, a lobbyist. And, and we used to hire in the Texas state, especially, we used to hire our own lobbyist. Because at one point, for instance, the HVAC people went, oh, you cannot inspect HVACs even the way you do it without having a license. And we went, no, 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 no. We, we had to, we got that killed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You have to protect your industry. Uh, but the, uh, the big challenge with, is every time a state comes into licensing, look at what happened in Florida, right? It's one of the more recent ones. So as soon as Florida got licensing, 3,000 inspectors, you know, and then 7,000 inspectors. And I mean, every Tom, Dick and Harry, and by the way, they gave the license to every general contractor license. Right. Right. Uh, and so what happens is the, so you have the schools come in, they churn out inspectors, uh, you get price competitive people because they don't know how to market otherwise. Uh, and so there's, there's a lot of challenges there, which brings me to a great point. One of the things I love about Porch, and uh, Porch is going to a great degree or great extent of making sure that us as home inspectors, that we have the ability to, to look and be different than all of our competition. Absolutely. And I tell people, you need to have three or four things that make you different than 70, 80% of your competition. And you need to have at least one thing that makes you different than everybody. So with the 90 day warranty, the roof warranty, the sewer scope, warranty, not sewer scope, but sewer warranty and, and all of those different things. I mean, immediately you're different than probably 70, 80% of all your competition, if not all your competition. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Really, you can set yourself apart. And that's really the cool thing for me. So I, I know I've said it on the show before, but uh, I used to work with BPG inspections and I, uh, I started with a small family-owned business, then moved over to kind of the bigger corporate side of things. And I found a lot of advantages there. But one, I love that we had a call center. I love that we had payment processing. It right. was securely done online. Oh, yeah. I love that we had online scheduling. All of this. And, and we were able to do it at large scale simply because, you know, we were owned by a Fortune 500 company. That was great and all. But what about the guys that don't want to do that? You can still compete on a super high level with some of the incredible products and services that are out there. And I love working for Porch now because it's like I can help deliver some of those products to people to really help take their service to the next level. Well, and so. here's, the, here's the thing is, in fact, the single man operations usually, usually market themselves. And I don't blame them. It's actually one of the fastest way to grow your business. However, it's like a nail in the coffin mm -hmm. because as soon as you hire another inspector, they don't want him because you've marketed you and... What I try to teach people is market your business. And when you put things like the warranty in place and the, uh, and, and the call center in place and the fact of your report is available here and, and this way and everything, those are all business things. So those are business unique selling points. Whereas the, the guy out there goes, well, you know, and I could do this, I could play this game. I was president of my state association and I've done over 10,000 inspections and I, right, and, right. you know, this certified. Start throwing the numbers out. Right. But the next guy I hire? He ain't going to be able to say any of that. Right. You know? And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm literally like nailing one foot to, the, you know that joke, right? Nailing one foot to the floor. Exactly. The kid's running around on the front porch going, Dad, Dad, I feel like I'm going in circles. And he says, shut up, son, or I'll nail your other foot to the floor. <laughs> you know? No, it totally makes sense. Yeah. So it's like if you want to move forward instead of continuing in that way, it's, yeah. You can't, yeah. Be, can't be locking yourself up like that. And it's one of the things I love about what uh, is happening at this kind of a conference is they're thinking business. Now, don't get me wrong. You guys still got 
CEUs here and everything. I never did CEUs at my show, uh, but you've got CEUs here, but you've also got the business side on top of it. Exactly. Now, I, I love that we could kind of really speak to both in an event like this, just because, uh, again, our whole thing is we want to help home inspectors. So if you need help with getting your uh, your license renewed, great, we got the CEs for that. If you want to learn how to grow your business, there are some genius minds here that have successfully done that on their own that would love to share the knowledge. You're one of them. That's why we love that you're here, Well, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh if the last two years of the market don't count, and the market's now correcting back to, to the median. Well, that's the thing. The market is actually just normalizing. Right. But that's, that's, people don't realize that. They think the market's diving. They think the, oh, interest rates have gone up. And, and by the way, sales in Dallas-Fort Worth, somebody sent it to me in October. We're down 37% in Dallas and 37% in Collin County, which is right next to Dallas. And Tarrant County, which is Fort Worth, was down 32%. Right. Now, here's the coolest part about that. And here's, here's my fun thing is, I'm not down 37%. I'm not even close to being down that much. So that means I'm picking up market share. And I've had literally four inspectors walk in the door and go, um, you know, um, well, this company let me go. Uh, or, you know, I'm tired of trying to beat my head against the wall. Or could you use an inspector that's been out there two years doing hundreds of inspections? Let's have a talk. Absolutely. Why not? Yeah. My favorite inspector to hire is somebody that's been in business for two years, beat his head against the wall, and realizes he didn't want to market. He didn't want to answer the phone. All he wants to do is go do two inspections a day and go home. I don't know how you're going to get too far in the industry that way. But, oh, yeah. You know, look, to each their own. To each their own. Yeah. Um, no, so I, I love that you're, uh, you've got that kind of a mindset for hiring and what you're looking for there. Uh, is this the time then for people to be looking to scale their businesses? Or, or I guess maybe the bigger question is... Is it a time to be panicking about the shift in the market, or is it a time to look at it from a positive uh, mentality of optimism, looking at it as a, a chance to really grow? Well, you know what they say about a shade tree, right? When was the best plan to sh best time to plant a shade tree? 20 years ago. There you go. When's the next best time to plant a shade tree? Right now. Right now. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit sarcastic, and I, I say that because I don't do sarcasm well, all right? Uh, when's the best time to panic? 20 years ago. <laughs> okay. yeah, right, right. <laughs> When's the next best time to panic? Now. Sure. Uh, the, the, but the truth is, the real companies, the, the ones that have been at this a long time, I've seen four recessions, right? Right. I've seen interest rates at 18%. I, you know, that was back for probably when you started, right? Oh yeah, that was right yeah. when I was starting. Great time to start, by the way, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah, no homes being sold. That's no, not true. No, interest though. rates on houses were going for what credit card interest yeah, rates? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just and be, you know, here's here's if you're working with a real estate agent, say this one thing and you'll make them happy and they'll realize you think different than everybody else, right? Marry the house, date the rate. I hear people say that. Marry the house, date the rate. That's what every real estate agent coach is telling every real estate agent out there right now. Because what can we do? See, if you marry the house, you move in, you live there, right? Right. If you get an interest rate and it comes back down, what, what can we do? We refinance. refinance. Exactly. We refinance. And so, you know, I mean, I, I watched interest rates that I had at 10%, 12% come down. And we refinanced a couple of times. And uh, it's kind of cool. I, within the last couple of years... My mortgage rate was at two point seven five percent. Oh my gosh, people! Like, yeah, yeah. You, you ain't gonna see anything like that for quite some time. Well, you ain't refinancing anytime soon either. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but in the same way that we were talking about, uh, I think we were talking about this right before we hit record. But during the winter, that's the best time to be training new inspectors. That's exactly right. So 
Think of this as like a, pro a prolonged period of preparation a little bit. Look at the opportunity. Look at the opportunity that lies within some of the free time that you might have now. Uh, you can implement those those new services. Whether you're a single man or a multi inspector, right? Now's the best time to start. Most people back off on their marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Now you you double up on your marketing during winter, right? Cast a wider net, right? I teach people you need to visit ten offices per week per inspector. So sure. if it's just you, well, ten offices is the minimum. By the way, is the minimum. But wintertime, you really should expand that to 20 offices. Right. And, and yeah. I, especially because COVID kind of changed that. At least it did for me a little bit. Office visits stopped. Office visits stopped. Right. But uh, I had to find other means to market, whether it be social media. And, and it's... it's some people, they'll kind of cringe when you talk about marketing on social media, but it's a necessary thing nowadays. There's lots of coaching that you can do on that. Um, lots of resources out there where you can learn how to use things like Instagram, Reels, TikTok. We've got three inspectors that are here at this conference who they have tens of thousands of followers. If not, there's one guy, Inspector AJ, he's here. He's got like 1.3 million followers well, on we TikTok. We have 17,000 uh, followers on TikTok. Sure, yeah, there you go. So, it's, yeah. And, and again... You didn't think that way five years ago even, but there's tools in place now where you can expand your, well, cast a wide net, but not in the old sense. Right. Um, there's still some value to office visits, but your profile and your public image can grow just using some more modern resources like social media marketing now. Well, so. you talked about panicking. So another thing, and, and uh, my wife gave me a book once that said only the paranoid survive. Right. She said, you're paranoid. And so... I thought you'd enjoy this book. And you know what? Very insightful book. <laughs> Very insightful book. Uh, but it's kind of like panicking. When's the best time to be paranoid? All the time. So we were doing online marketing before COVID hit. Okay. And nice. the good thing was marketing's like a volume knob. You, you never turn it off. But you, can, you turn it down when you don't need it as much, but then you turn it up. So we used to do uh, anywhere from 10 presentations a month at real estate offices. Now when COVID hit, the agents literally came into our office and we were doing as much as 30 presentations a month Jeez, because the agents man. were coming in our office, coming in our studio. We were teaching them how to do Facebook Live, you know? So you weren't going to them. They were coming to you. They were coming to us. I freaking love that, man. Uh, and by the way, some of them were on Zoom to Zoom. So, you right, know, you'd, sure. you'd see them, you'd see us. But a lot of the agents came into our studio, which has uh, got a nice curtain behind it, a big TV. We put up their big logo, and we made them look good to their group out there. Uh, and so they were able to still market to, you know, all of their uh, sphere of influence, as agents like to call it. And, uh, and of course, uh, they were so grateful. But Facebook Live, for instance, we started teaching that four years you know, we started teaching it when it first came out. That's I'm before the guessing, pandemic. Yeah, yeah four, like four years before the pandemic. Right. However... When the pandemic hit, we just took that knob and just turned it up. So I guess the big moral of the story here is look for any and every opportunity to creatively expand your brand. Yeah, so. absolutely. All the time. Um, you know, my, my dad and I like to joke about, you know, we're not actually paranoid. They are out to get us, you know. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, and the other thing I love to say is I love my competition. You know, because, I mean, we did the Facebook Live. We set up the studio. We had all that. And everybody else is going, oh, man, that's just foolish. And then boom, you know. They start seeing the payoff. They start seeing the payoff. And yep. um, that's just like, I mean, actually, if you think about it, we've been, if man, if you if you didn't pick up on it, you need to re-listen to this broadcast because we've given at least five really solid things that they could go back and do in their business, when to hire an inspector, you know, and 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 getting there before everybody else and how to set things up. Um, and I mean, you know, start making a list of those things because if you don't, you're gonna be behind the next curve. 
Exactly. No, and so this is the great time to get ahead of that. Look for ways to expand your knowledge. Look for ways to train yourself on some of these things. And look, if you're used to, in the last two years, doing three inspections a day, and you find yourself doing one or two now, um, maybe like, gosh, there was times last year, man, where I was doing 14 inspections a week. Yeah. Right? And so in this market now, maybe you're only doing seven to eight. Um, that gives you extra time that you could be shooting some video on site. Yep. Plenty of time afterwards that you could be editing it. Yep. And again, it takes time to learn some of these newer tools. Yep. Um, so I mean, that's you know, make the most use of it. You know, it's just because it's downtime doesn't need doesn't mean it needs to be uh, unproductive. Absolutely. Um, can I mention my podcast? Absolutely. Please plug your podcast because I definitely want to be on it. So um, the, the, we have a homeinspectormarketingpodcast.com. and uh, so most people need to learn the book, the E Myth. You, you're familiar with the myth? I actually am not. So oh. please, please drop some knowledge on me. It is a cornerstone of everything that I teach. So you got to build your business like a prototype. You got to build it so that it will grow, and so you don't have to be there every single day to manage every part of it. Okay. I only work in my business four hours a week, maybe. I maybe. heard Ishban say that too. Yeah. Ishban well, Chaka. he got that from me. Did he so, really? Nice. Oh yeah. Okay. He's part of my coaching group, and by the way, incredible guy. In do, doing some amazing stuff, and uh, everybody should get to know him a little better. Oh, okay? I totally agree. I, so he's probably on one of your podcasts. He absolutely has Okay, been, yeah. <laughs> uh, And he has a great program, by the way, uh, that we're using uh, to uh, help reach out to uh, particularly listing agents as well. So I, I love that program. So, yeah, at homeinspectormarketingpodcast.com, I go through the E-Myth chapter by chapter by chapter by chapter um, and uh, try to turn it round so it show people how it applies to the home inspection world uh and and that's that's the cornerstone of what i teach people very good so how will you be applying that in 2023 regardless of what happens with the market yep absolutely well here's the thing is one hang around really smart smart successful people and by the way listening to a podcast like this i mean how many people have you interviewed on your podcast 10 20 30 i don't know and by the it's time up there yeah, it, by the time some point it'll be a hundred, and so if people are listening to your podcast, they're gonna they're gonna hear about those people and learn about those people. I like what he's saying. Keep listening. Keep watching. Keep, keep yeah. listening. So I, I I heard somebody once say that if you sit in Central Park long enough, you'll meet everybody. I had one coach said, you know, if you sit in this mastermind long enough, you'll meet everybody that matters. That matters. <laughs> no, exactly. So yeah. if you listen to this podcast right here with this guy. All right. You'll eventually hear everybody that That's matters. absolutely the goal, man. That's yeah. why you're on the show. Yeah. Um, so be around smart people, glean as much knowledge as they can. Yep. Right? And, and uh, be willing to see the future. Sure. And, and don't wait for somebody to, you know, hit you upside the head with their, their left shoe to, to, you know, when they take the shoe off, you go, all right, we need to talk. Right. <laughs> you know? so, so by preparing right now, for the market to rebound. They're being proactive, so that way they can avoid being reactive down the road and right. unprepared. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm comparing all my numbers this year more back to 2019. Sure. And we're beating those numbers handedly. And, and again, 2020 and 2021, those were, that was an anomaly. Right. And, and by the way, we loved it. And we rode that wave, and we had a hell of a ride. Uh, but the market has gotten back to normal now. Right, correct. And here's the other challenge is 80% of agents have been in the business probably less than five years. So they don't realize that was a wave. Exactly. And so you have to be patient and help the real estate agents and mavens, as I like to call them, uh, that are referring business to you. You've got to help them understand how to make the, the curve as well without crashing into the wall. 
Absolutely. Well, Mike, no, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate you being on here, man. I can't wait to be on your show too. Happy to partner with you any way that I can. I'm I'm looking forward to that because, uh, uh, you know, there are a lot of people out there that don't have a good network of people, successful people that they can talk to and get a feel for where the market's going, not where the market's at. So anybody's telling you where the market's at, that's great. It is where it is. Where, where is it yeah. going to be a year from now, three years from now? You know, Matt, uh, the CEO and, and founder and Mr. president Ehrlichman. and, you know, yeah. uh, Matt Ehrlichman, right? Correct. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. He got on stage today and said, where, I love this, where will the industry be in 10 years, 20 years, you know? And, uh, and we heard some people stand up and get some really good thoughts on that. Oh, definitely. No, uh, it's, and it's good to be thinking that far ahead. And that's, that's what I want to do. That's why I want to be here and uh, take a look at that. Absolutely, man. Well, I hope to be there with you doing just that. And uh, and this is just another good reason to come out on this conference story. If you hear all the people laughing here, we're shooting this live at Inspection Fuel. Just a big happy party. Wonderful people swapping ideas, sharing success stories, learning and growing with each other. So it's been an honor to get to do that with you in person yeah. today, Mike. And if people haven't been to a conference like this in a long time, get back out. This is where it's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh you know, with everything opening back up after COVID, it's been great to be able to get back out there and see some some friendly faces again, for sure. So. I appreciate it so much. All right. Well, uh, where can they find you again on social media? Um, Home Inspector Marketing Podcast dot uh, com. And uh, if they want to see some other stuff I'm doing, uh, just go look up Mike Crow Home Inspector. I'm all over the place out there. Good stuff. And again, you'll see him at plenty of these trade shows because it's that's your thing, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Thank you so Good much. stuff. Absolutely. And thank you guys for watching. Keep tuning in. Keep listening. We got more great guests coming to you guys from Inspection Fuel. It's day two here, but we're not done. We still got another shoot half day today and another half day tomorrow. So uh, thanks again. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here on The Wraparound. We hope you enjoyed the podcast, and as a friendly reminder, if you're looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line as a home inspector, go to microreturns.com right now.